I'm about to get on their ass this time. I'm about to get on their wrong. The police could kill a man on camera and get qualified immunity. And I'm tired of beefing with my own kind. I'm trying to find some unity. Tired of the foolery. The system abusing me. I gotta ride with the tool of me. This shit ain't cool to me. But I'll be damned if I let you niggas make a fool of me. So I keep two on me. Uh, I done came a long way from the block with breakdowns. Finally opened my eyes when I had my daughter. Got tired of them shakedowns. The way I survived the game is still pain in my heart. I got a lot to say now. And I'ma show my whole ass on these motherfuckers. I ain't about to play around. Whatever happened to freedom of speech? Cause they telling niggas what to say now. When guilty ass don't wanna hear the truth, try to act offended, shit pitiful. If I was you, I'd be miserable. This war we fighting is spiritual. In other words, I'm doing God's work when I turn thoughts into artwork. My words fly like darts work, specifically designed to hit the target. They don't even wanna teach history the way it's meant to be because the shit is heartless. I might not change the world, but it's a chance I can spark the brain that's gonna get it started. Many die for me to walk like this, for me to talk like this, but the peace to mark. Got my eyes behind the scope, and I ain't taking number headshots. I got great aim, but my four five still came with a red dot. I got in this game, and I put this bitch in the headlock. What's up, fam? This is Fade. First of all, I want to thank the Most High for all He do for us, y'all. Knowingly and unknowingly. Second of all, I want to thank you, Howard Shy, for coming down and bringing us back to the most high booze. I want to thank all my interstate people for listening. And I want to thank all my out-of-state people for listening. You know, um, the earth is given to the hands of the wicked. So, I want y'all to analyze this wickedness and why this wickedness want to be upon us and our children. Let's analyze. Thousands were out on the streets in the German capital to celebrate the Christopher Street Day Pride Festival. Diversity, inclusivity, and acceptance were the themes at the annual Pride Festival. Hues of colors painted the streets rainbow as LGBTQ plus community supporters walked behind floats in the parade. The motto of the parade for this year was Be Their Voice and Ours for more empathy and solidarity. In any case, because it is that not even we are accepted, and I find it totally sad that we have to go on the street to show that it is normal how we are, what we are, because we also do not choose. We are also just people like everyone else. A human is a human, and love is love. With loud horns blaring in the street and food and merchandise stalls lined up along the streets, thousands walked along the 7-kilometer parade route while waving rainbow flags. This was the first CSD event held in Berlin since Mayor Kai Wagner took office in April. With the mayor and state premier Kai Wagner opening the parade, we have someone from the CDU here for the first time in almost 20 years. Also, for the first time, the German parliament president is also here, Babel Bass. It means a lot to us that the government politicians are here with us. The Christopher Street Day is celebrated in memory of Stonewall Rights, the first uprising of homosexuals against police assaults in New York City on June 27th in 1969. 
The riots took place in a bar called Stonewall Inn on Christopher Street. The first Christopher Street Day in Berlin took place on June 30th, 1979. Y'all see the mindset of these people right here, y'all? Talking about, um, you know, everybody should be equal, but they ain't even gave us an equal when I, their forefathers um, killed our forefathers. You see how the mindset of the Caucasian man, and now they in Berlin. Berlin with a whole bunch of homosexuality. You know what I'm saying? This is what they project in, in his lives and want us to swallow strong tax. And these people are mentally disturbed, but they want us to play along with their mental illness. I don't understand that. And then they talking about rights, right, right. You ain't even give us rights for our forefathers when Germany and all the European nation um, did what they did to our forefathers. So why, so why, where's the energy? Like I said, where's the energy from the white folks? Where's the energy from the LGBTQ? Um, how, how you don't see that energy when they kill black innocent black men in the street? You see what I'm saying? It's all about nasty and corrupted, not righteous and right. You see what I'm saying, fam? Let's analyze. Let's see. White people destroyed Egyptian monuments that looked too black. White people started separating Egypt from Africa as if it was two different places. White people started making Egyptians look white. And then when people started pointing out that Egyptians were in fact African, they started trying to make it seem like the pyramids were built by aliens because they did not want the modern white world to know how advanced the African culture was. Why do you think they targeted Africa for slaves in the first place? This was all about implementing white supremacy. Take a look at what they did to Jesus Christ. That man ain't white, but they made him white and they forced that white Jesus onto people of color just to further perpetuate the white supremacist agenda. Of, of Louis Farrakhan. You go to Nigeria, which is, if not the most corrupt nation in Africa, and it is, it could be the most corrupt nation in the world, Minister Farrakhan. Oh, and now, Mr. Wallace. It is the most corrupt nation that I have ever covered. I've been there 25 years ago, and I've been there as recently as last year. Fine. So what? 35 years old. That's what that nation is. Now, here's America, 226 years old. You love democracy? But there in Africa, you're trying to force these people into a system of government that you just have accepted 30 years ago, black folk got the right to vote. You're not in any moral position to tell anybody how corrupt they are. You should be quiet and let those of us who know our people go there and help them get out of that condition. But America should keep her mouth shut wherever there's a corrupt regime as much hell as America has raised on the earth. No, I will not allow America or you, Mr. Wallace, to condemn them as the most corrupt nation on earth when you have spilled the blood of human beings. Has, has Nigeria dropped an atomic bomb and killed people in, in Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Have they killed all millions of Native Americans? How dare you put yourself in that position as a moral judge? I think you should keep quiet because with that much blood on America's hands, you have no right to speak. I will speak because I don't have that blood on my hand.
Yes, there's corruption there. Yes, there's mismanagement of resources. Yes, there is abuse. There's abuse in every nation on earth, including this one. So let's not play holy to moralize on them. Let's help them. I'm not moralizing. I'm asking a question, and I got an answer. Why would you put it as the most corrupt regime in the world? That doesn't make sense. Can you think of one more corrupt? Yeah, I'm living in one. I'm living in one. Yes. You've done a hell of a thing on this earth, so you should not be the one to talk. You should be quiet when it comes to moral condemnation, in my judgment. See, y'all, this is what the white man do, y'all, the Caucasian man do. He sit up here and try to put his ideology, his 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 stronghold on other people's brain, trying to, trying to, throw the shade on somebody else knowing that they the devil and they wicked you see you see how Farrakhan had to put him in this place Mike Wallace this is what the mindset of the Caucasian man do and this is what the mindset of the Caucasian put the news out here the projectory these lies and all this talking about black people this black people that and a white man is the worst thing on this earth it's not my, it's not my opinion. We can look through the facts. We can look through the facts of that. So if a, if the Caucasian man is looking at facts that they are, they done kill a lot of more people than wicked and all this wickedness that they spreading around the world. How can the heck they can come and talk about somebody else? Because they so much, I'm telling y'all fam, they so much in this wickedness, right? They so much in this wickedness. They, they the head of the wickedness, right? So if you, because you can't out wicked they wickedness. So when they look at your wickedness, you know, they just want to throw shade. But when you turn the mirror on them, then they run around like cockroaches and roaches when the lights come on. Let's analyze even though they was no good but you do get something for your money but when you put your money in the church bucket what do you get back hope and a future after you die and my position on that if i have to die to experience heaven i don't need that religion anyone who tells me that i should be content with accepting hell on earth when the white man has his heaven here and the chinese man has his heaven here and the arab and east indian has his heaven here and they're even building their heaven in my ghetto and you're telling me i got to die in order to experience what they are getting right now that's a religion i don't need because that's a religion for servitude and so we have to put the black church to task and ask them what are you doing without jesus money let me tell you what they're doing with your jesus money every black church in america has their money in a white bank it is the white banks that are funding the regentrification and the cleansing movement. So all of us go to church. We put three million dollars in the church coffers every Sunday. Three million dollars goes to a white bank every Sunday. And guess what they do on Monday? They take three million of black people's white Jesus money and they give loans to white land developers and businesses and entrepreneurs to come into the ghetto where the church is located, buy up all the property, and force grandma out on the street homeless. Now, grandma been going to that church for 30 years. Grandma been giving that church $50 every Sunday. And lo and behold, grandma had to finally face the reality that it was your Jesus money that put your ass on the street. Mm.
percent. Africa has never really supported a pan-African movement. The, we had a couple of people in Krumah and Julius Nyeri and Mugabe, but most of Africa never gave a damn about the pan-Africanism because they're still bogged down in the colonial slavery of European Judeo-Christian indoctrination, which is worse than anything that we've suffered. Worse than anything that we've suffered. The illusion of the cloth and the language make us think we're dealing with somebody that, that has some African purity culturally and spiritually. You're dealing with a confused, backwards Christian that love Europe more than they love their own ancestors. They, do, they would not even use an African word for God. You know, in Ghana, if you talk about being a traditional African, you might get beat down in the street. You understand? You are ostracized on the radio. Movies are made to show African culture as being the devil, while Christian culture is coming in as the savior. This is TV shows and on TV in Nigeria and Ghana. Told y'all, fam, the earth is handed to the hands of the wicked. So you already hear what he talking about. You don't hear this on CNN, NBC, ABC, BCPS, and all these other networks about trying to analyze what's going on with our people and why we are in a, uh, why we are all going through a different path instead of going through the same path with the same narrative and the same ideology. That's why the most I had to come and give it. We all scatterbrained out up in here. You know, like I said, y'all thought I was y'all y'all thought y'all thought I was tripping when I was telling you about them handkerchief niggas in Africa. The man already said how Ghana is, and God knows how many of them over here want to be white handkerchief niggas. And then the white man go out here and show movies like he show movies here of us on dope killing each other and all this stuff while they showing movies like they living life good, Hollywood making business, making big boy moves, having love movies, having good movies, but they put all this evil and correction on us. This is the mindset of the, the devil, y'all. If the devil keep playing that music upon your mind, you're going to continue believing it. And then your children going to believe it. So he looking at it at the third generation because they already know about the generation because they did that to our forefathers. They're not worried about you. They worried about how the generation come out of it. Your second, third generation. And you look at our generation. They all messed up right now. And y'all keep beating on the tom-tom of the Caucasian man talking about this and talking about that and you don't even know that he is... He is the wicked one, according to the Bible. I didn't say it, the Bible said it. Who is he? Who is his forefather, Esau? Edomite. Edom. What do Edom mean, red? Is the Caucasian man red? You can see his blood through his skin, right? You can see when he get mad, what color he turn. When he get... When he get flushed, what color he churn? When he get a sunburn, what color he churn? When he get a windburn, what color he churn? Red. See all the delusion that they put on us, all these world and all this. See, but y'all had to realize this, fam. We already knew the truth. Our forefathers already knew the truth, right? In order for their trajectory 
to go out. They had to keep us silent in solitude and start putting out this mess in the world. And then you already know the white man's wicked because I have a lot of people that come to America telling, telling me that when they get that immigration or whatever, they're telling you stay away from the black people because they bad and they killing and they murders and all that. These are what the Caucasian man is doing. The earth is given to the hands of the wicked. And y'all, y'all don't want to hear this because y'all in y'all feelings. This is true fact. People's talking about it. And in reality, you can see it. But the main fact in the fiction it is, y'all scared. Y'all don't y'all so numb to it. And, and most of y'all don't give a care. You want to just suck on the white man's dick. That's what all y'all do. His colonialism, his white supremacy, and his KKK. That's what y'all sucking on. I don't understand, family. Where's your mindset? Where's your reality? Where is the love for our family and our generation? Because uh, America and colonialism teach y'all individuality. But the most high say togetherness, family. America say no family. The most high say families build up a nation. We want the Caucasian man wisdom other than the most high wisdom. And then y'all think the Caucasian man mean Caucasian mean cave dwellers. People who used to stay in the caves. People couldn't come out here and do what they had to do and they had to live in caves. Got the mindset to try to rule this world. You see how they rule this world. Oh, there you go, Fade, with that old, oh, there you go, talking all that racist stuff. For one person who's talking about racism, and somebody talking about racism, I don't even, I don't even have that conversation. Because actually, I already know you don't even know the definition of racism. You do not know the true definition of racism. I, I don't have, I don't have clout to knock down a nation. So, if I had clout to knock down a nation and destroy a nation and continue destroying a nation from centuries and centuries, then I could maybe be. I, I, I am a racist. But I don't. So, when y'all be talking about racism and using that word so loosely, look it up. Because you sound really stupid and dumb when you say, oh, you racist. When somebody, when, when, when I hear black people talking or other foreign people talking, little children talking about, talking about, you racist, you racist, but they don't even know what the damn word is. How can a foreign person come over here and tell another black person he, he racist? How can any other nation come over here and tell any other black person that been over here is they racist? And then y'all go for it. Ain't no way in the world we can, we are victims from racism. See, that's what the deal is. We are victims from racism. We cannot be racist. Let's analyze the situation, fam. And stop playing these wordplay and all these old loopy-doopy things. The Bible said the earth is given to the hands of the wicked. So we're going to try and find out 
who the wicked is. All right, let's analyze. Pointed this out, but uh, have you ever noticed all the guest speakers on Ancient Aliens are really uh, white? That's weird, right? Because this show is primarily about analyzing the culture of people of color in ancient history, and yet the only times I ever seem to notice a local being interviewed is to just give basic facts about the area. The locals are never the people claiming that it was actually aliens. The show is still on the air, it's got almost 200 episodes, and they're still making more of them, so I'm sure there are exceptions. But anytime I see it on TV, it's always a white dude describing things that non-white people did, saying that it was impossible for how undeveloped they were, and then saying that it had to be aliens. How could the Easter Islanders have invented their own writing without some other cultural influence? They're doing things that would require precision work. How could they have had these advanced machining tools? The one answer would have to be they've gotten it from ancient aliens. The minds could not possibly have developed these systems on their own. So it is clear that they were given to them by aliens out there. Of course, the ongoing narrative of these moments is clearly a somewhat contradictory lack of respect for these civilizations and their people. Their art is interesting enough to analyze, their accomplishments impressive enough to praise, and yet, the hosts always come back around to directly or indirectly saying that they were too unsophisticated to have accomplished any of this without outside help, which is an opinion that they never seem to come to about European churches or castles or anything like that. Clearly, someone told the local people how to place these stones into different areas. So you're surmising the technology was given to these people. The engineering yeah. knowledge, yeah. because this screams mathematics. I will certainly concur to this extent. Someone or some ones had extraordinary knowledge here. This is not easy to build. No. The funniest thing about this show to me is that if you believe all of these guest speakers, and you think that 90% of the accomplishments of people of color were done with the help of aliens. And meanwhile, we have Stonehenge and nothing else. Doesn't that imply that aliens don't like white people? I mean, aliens were going across the globe throughout all of early civilizations and meeting with all these different people and helping them invent things and helping stack structures and building pyramids for them, except for us. What did we do? What did we do that made aliens avoid talking to us for the rest of human civilization? I posted that joke on Twitter and a couple select people got really, really mad. So now, in my ongoing fight to make everyone on the internet mad, I'm officially selling Aliens Don't Like White People merchandise on Redbubble. Get yourself some Aliens Don't Like White People t-shirts, coffee mugs, blankets, shower curtains. Deliver this message to the world with the utmost pride. Link in the description. Anyways, y'all want to see some alien titties? Within these caves are different murals. We really mad that I pointed this out. See y'all. You see how the Caucasian man think now. 
and the car, other another Caucasian man. I told you there's some good Caucasian people out there, but they're still gonna have to go through their judgment, right? See, Caucasian people out here coming out here revealing the truth about their whole nation, and when 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 you put the truth in front of yourself and you see the image of yourself, then you want to have an attitude and push back or deny that's not yourself. And this is what the Caucasian man do. If you were so, now, if you said the aliens did all this, right, for these things in Africa, right, and all over the world, and they didn't do it to Europe, or hung out with European, Caucasians, then what that say? What do that say? You know, and Caucasian men and Caucasian women be getting in their feelings. But this is the cards that y'all have been dealing off deck for hundreds and hundreds of years. And y'all continue allowing this stuff to happen as a whole of a nation. As long as I got mine, I'm good. Oh, fuck the rest of the nation. And then act like y'all care. You know what I'm saying? All they doing is corrupting minds and corrupting families. The earth is handed to the hands of the wicked. Let's analyze. We believe we are black people. We know Do you? that yeah. is not true. The biggest trading partners are India and Africa. The world's biggest GDP is India and Pakistan and Africa. South Indians, we actually believe we came from Africa and there was an island of called... Of course you all came from Africa. Finish, came from let me finish, let me finish, bro. There was an island Some called... Some of you get darker yeah. than Africans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there was an island called Kumari, which was where... That was in between there, the... There's an island now that is isolated with an off of India that's all black people. Yeah. You know that island that you can't go yeah. to yeah. and they'll fucking throw spears at you? Yeah, Andaman Nicobar. That's what it's yeah. called, what? Andaman Nicobar. And they're all black. Yeah, nobody yeah. fucks with them. Indian this is what the original people look like. These are the first people of India. Humanity is born in Africa. And those Africans begin to filter out of Africa, I think, maybe 150,000 years ago, perhaps earlier than that. And again, we know a lot of that based on studies of DNA. We know that the populations of Asia have African DNA. And they filtered into India, and they were the first people there. Before the first civilization was built, you have these black folk. Africans have got a problem, okay? Be they indigenous Berbers or not, they strongly believe they are Arabs. And that belief is false. The majority, the majority, because I grew up in Africa myself, the majority are Berbers. You got between 30% and 40% of Southern European. They could be Turks, they could be Greeks, Spanish, Romans, French, whatever they are. Okay? But the majority for 
Slovenians uh, say so, they believe that they are Arabs because they speak Arabic. Yeah, because they say So I don't understand the other Arabs from the, you know, the police, um, you know, the Arab police. The real, the real Arabs are the, the Yemenis and the south of Saudi Arabia. From Mecca and you go north, they are not really Arabs, they are more Persians and mixture of whatever. The Arab identity never existed in human history. It was created by the British in order to dismantle the Ottoman Empire. Before 1914, the First World War, nobody claimed I was said I was an Arab, even in North Africa. People say they were Muslims. In Mali, they used to say they were Muslims. If you study, Mali used to feed Arabia. The Berbers from Mali, Niger, and Chad, and all that were rich before they had ghosts and Ghana. They used to feed the Arabs. They never said they were Arabs, they said they were Muslims. Okay? Now, when Britain wanted to de de defeat the Ottoman Empire, they used the Arabs as uh, traitors. And they created the Arab identity. The Arab identity is new. North Africans. See y'all. He said everybody down there was called calling themselves Muslim. And I was doing. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't think Muslim was a religion. I think it was an identity. I don't know, y'all. I'm, I'm, you already know. I'm analyzed. We always analyze it. You know, we got to think out of the box sometimes. Because why I say this, check this out. Why I say this is because everybody was calling themselves Muslims, right? And then he said when the Britain came and started trading, he start, start they start. Building, trying to switch it up now. You know what I'm saying? Trying to change people's identity to scatter everybody around. This is what they doing. That's how come they scattered everybody around so everybody would say they this, that, that, this, and that so nobody know who they are. You know, it, it, it's like generation. You might know first, second, third generation, but four, fifth, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, it start watering down, and then you don't know who you are, and this is what we got now. People all over the place don't know who they are and what they are because of who? The Caucasian man, Britain. They started this. You heard him say that this dude said this. This dude, the one said that the British came over here and he gave you the date, rewind it, and said they came over here and, um, and, and changed everybody's identity because everybody on this land was calling each other Muslim. It wasn't no Arabs and Arabs and they had gold and all this other. So now we analyzing this fam. We muscling up, right? We gonna gain some muscle. We muscling up. The Bible said the earth is given to the hands of the wicked. They cover the judges thereof. If not, who are they and where they at? You tell me. I need to know. First of all, I just want to say thank you for all the people that's listening and chiming in on me. You didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. 
So I appreciate you doing that. Hopefully that way if we can learn how to agree to disagree and we can live like people. When I make the hard topics, I say the hard things, I make the thing itch scratch. So if your itch is not scratching and you're scratching on the itch, maybe you need to look yourself in the mirror. So I'm not here for no drama. I'm not here for no nothing. Just to learn, 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 and edify. This is from learning situations only. So I'm not here to get anybody's hairs up. So again, thank you. And hopefully we can agree to disagree. pushing my on uh, my podcast i appreciate them apple podcast spotify and you know all the web browsers out there you know pot beans and the others google podcast and all y'all i want to appreciate y'all for um giving me the opportunity to put my put my show out here and and and, and y'all being the outlet for me I just wanted to give y'all that special shout out. I appreciate that. But now, let's go back on this crafty council, y'all. Um, about how, what a crafty council is. Because we always, always want to think about different things. But now we're going to focus on crafty council. You know, I told you, the Bible says the earth is handed to the hands of the wicked. You know, and I'm, I, and I'm showing you. Who, who, who is the wicked ones? You know, because the earth, that means the earth is, who is ruling the earth? In order for the earth is handed to the hands of the wicked ones, that means that he'll be ruling. And we, now we got to identify him. The lies, the deception, the deceit, the murder, the killing. But um, some of us don't really talk, you know, some of us don't really believe it. So therefore, you know, you got to put it in a, a sequence so that they can hear it. Man, I got to hear this, bro. I got to hear, I don't believe that. All white, all white people ain't bad. All white. Where's that Mike Vick energy there? Where's that Mike Vick energy? And you know what, fam? It, I'm going to tell you what the crafty council, how the crafty council of the Caucasian man is. You know, I was listening to the news, right? And they were talking about this reparation crap, right? And 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 um and what is um damn California had was proposing give giving black people reparation, right? And they was trying to give black people a million dollars. And that, that's all you get, and others others said they go help them build their houses up and this and that and that and this. Now, how can a white man who 
destroyed your whole nation have any say on what he going to give you. So he still, you still under his wing. He going to, oh, well, we're going to do this with his crafty counsel. And then y'all go for it. These people done stole people land. So this is not their land. They done killed and murdered and slaughtered all our forefathers. And they going to want to give you a million dollars or get build up your house. And that's supposed to be at. See, this the white, this is the weak mind of the muscle of the black people mindset. That's why they took all our strong black men and introduced them to sports, right? So they won't have a revolutional strong mind or political mindset. All they want to talk about is sports, football, and all that. Children shit. The Bible said it's a, it's a time for everything. Now, you seeing these people sitting out here killing us, shooting up with this virus, and we got loved ones that died in the hospital over a host of a COVID. Where's COVID now? I don't hear it on the news. You see how they watered it down? They don't say it no more. But COVID was a hell of a thing last time. And then y'all still letting these clowns ride. You still letting Fauci out here running off the damn mouth and Bill Gates and shit. Where's that white folk mad? Where's that white folk raged in? That's what I'm saying. The earth is given to the hands of the weak. Where's that white folk rage? They got mad because Mike Vick um, um, fought, fought dogs, right? Now, these white folks out here, Bill Gates and all these other white folk went out here and projectory that uh, this COVID shit and killed all these other people in the hospital and all this and with this scare monger. Where's the white rage in that? See, that's what I'm saying, y'all. Because like I was telling you about the swimming pool episode when the little white boy called me a nigga, right? So, therefore, that was taught down generation to generation. That's why the Bible says they are their forefathers. But we don't want to get on all that because that Willie Lynch spirit on y'all. Love the white man with all your heart, all your might. Believe and trust only in the white man. And 90% of y'all niggas do that, yo. This is the mindset. That's why the Most High had, had to show us that how, how ruthless the police officers are, how they killing innocent black people, just shooting them, just from the knee in the neck, chokehold, and all that. Where's the white folk rage in that? Where's the white folk rage when they choke Eric Garner out? Where's the white folk rage when they put the knee in the neck? Where's the white folk rage when they shot them little children? Where's that? The earth is handed to the hands of the wicked and they are their forefathers. Prove me wrong. Let's analyze. That the, that the first Umayyad and Abbasid dynasty, we know they were black. We know that they were what we call Arabs, but there's no such thing as an Arab. An Arab, I call them Afrabs. Because to be an Arab, you must be black. That's what makes you an Arab, that you're black. The term Arab 
that's a, a loose term. Arab doesn't really identify nationality or race because there are Moors who were Arabs, there were Moors who were Christians. So the word Moor, a lot of people try to make Moor synonymous with light or white skin, but that's not necessarily the case because you remember even when Barack Obama was, was trying to get elected in America, when people tried to slander him, they would say, oh, he's an Arab. So people know that an Arab, is, it really means non-white, but they try to make the term interchangeable. They switch the term up at their disposal. So that even if you did want to say Arabs, they're not Eurasians, they are mixtures of Eurasians and Africans that would congregate in certain areas once they came out of the Ice Age, and then they would come across, they would travel uh, west into what we call North Africa, but they would not come in any large numbers until thousands of years after the fact. We know that Tariq was an African. He was the general that crossed over in July of 711 into, into what we call Spain today. It wouldn't call Spain that. It didn't exist. These were little kingdoms. A king of Spain called Alphonse X, very smart man. What he did was he began to translate the works out of Arabic. Now, Arabic is an African language, by the way. And Antara was the one that gave it syntax and grammar. Because prior to what we today call Islam, Arabic didn't exist. Arabic was the language of the Quran. And that came out of Africans. That Spanish and French and Portuguese, Italian, Romanian, these languages would, would codify themselves once the Moors came in and brought civilization and brought in a semblance of language and syntax, they then would take Latin and they would branch off and then you would have Spanish. That's why all of the languages are related to Latin. That's why they call the Latin. That this week, five millionaires spent about a quarter million just to go undersea. That's about 1.2 million just to all go underneath. And after that, the government spent seven million just to go find and seek five millionaires who all risk their own life without no necessity. And that's the reason why I never listen anytime I see a politician speak. Because eight million is enough to help a lot of homeless people have a place to sleep. Eight million is enough to help a lot of hungry people have a meal to eat. And since we talk about the food we eat, let me tell y'all why it's getting deep. When we was looking at the submarine, they just passed a whole new law. They approved to start selling lab-grown meat in all of our food stores. If we all get sick in 2020, we about to be sick for sure. We ain't drowning no submarine, but we drowning in a whole different shore. The thing that I don't get is how rent, food, and water keep going up more. America keep finding more ways just to take more from the poor. Poor people struggling on the land. Rich people going to the ocean floor. Distracted us all once again just to ruin our country more. Damn. Hey, y'all. I hope that was an interesting. That sister, I'll be checking her out, y'all. Get a shout-out to that sister right there. I like that. Um, I want y'all to analyze this real deep, y'all. I want to get deep with y'all. I want y'all to sit down. I want, I want y'all... I got something for y'all to listen. But I want y'all to analyze something real good. Okay, I, I and when they talking about this... I want y'all to analyze this. So now let's go to the scriptures about um y'all remember when um when um our forefathers went to Egypt because they had the phantom and Joseph was second in charge there, right? Because the most high was the most high had a plan with Joseph, right? So, so Joseph was second in line in Pharaoh, right? Because now the Most High is getting ready to make his nation. 
So when when our forefathers Israel came, the Bible said 60 came out of there, right? And when Moses came and God, our forefathers, he said millions came out. So, so now they been in there, they were free because doing all these things in the most high was it was it was the Egyptian and the Hebrews. It was two nations in there now. Don't never forget, it was two nations in there. Just like like the Caucasian nation and the black nation, our nation. Israel, Edom, and Israel. Because the Caucasian nation is Edom, and our nation is Israel. It was the Egyptians and the Hebrews. Because we was Hebrews. Because the Bible said, you, you know we Hebrew because he said, one of them people said, look at the Hebrews, they are grown in numbers. So we was Hebrews. So now, when they always talking about Egyptians and Egypt and all this, it was another nation as well in there. So you can't always get Egypt all the clout. You know what I'm saying? Because Egypt was the ruler like America and the Egyptian had, the Egyptians had, um, a lot of clout and why the Egyptian had a lot of clout is because our forefathers was there. The Most High was there just like the Most High with America and America is where they at. And Egypt was where they at because our forefathers was there. So y'all got to really realize when they be giving out these Egyptians artifacts and talking about Egypt and how Egypt and the Egyptians were so, so great and all that. Don't forget our forefathers was in there making noise too. Because we already know we great. Look at today. We rule, we rule the football, basketball, and all this other stuff. And God knows how far we will be if supremacy or white supremacy, KKK, and colonialism wouldn't stop us. Let's analyze. If you read what the Greeks said, they said they got everything from Egypt. They got all their knowledge from Egypt. Now, when did we come up with the idea that the Greeks created everything from scratch? 18th and 19th century. And in the 18th and 19th century, it was decided that it was just not appropriate for all this knowledge to come from an African country. Where would that knowledge, where would it have been kept? In Alexandria, in the museum, the library in Alexandria. And what happened? It was burned in a war. What happened to those books that were burned? If they were written in living languages, there was a scholar someplace who had memorized the book and could just write it down again. But if it was in a dead language, like ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics, end of story, can't be reconstructed. You see how, see how the mindset they are? You learn, you learn, and then you go back and lie. The earth is given to the hands of the wicked. And what do wicked people do? They lie. They deceive. They steal. They kill. 
And where's the remorse? Where is the remorse? All the remorse you get, man, is that's in the past. But they fail to realize this is a mental thing for our people. It's a psychological thing they destroyed. So you can never put a price on a psychological thing. Oh, oh, you get a million dollars. But you messed up these people's mindset. You messed up these people's heritage. You messed up these people's ability to move on. But y'all want this reparation. You know, y'all just want these people to spoon feed y'all with reparation. The reparation would be all the Caucasian man and all the Caucasian woman go back to their own country. That would be that would be the main the reparation right there. But the mindset that they have, you know, they ain't gonna do that. So that's why the Mosiah had to come down here and do what he got to do. So let's analyze. Do you know that white people used to worship black deities? Negroes were first worshipped in Greece and Rome. White masses bowed down to black deities. The rites of Apollo were founded by Delphos and his Negro mother, Melinus, and the worship of black Isis and Horus were popular in Rome and the Roman colonies as far north as Britain. It was actually, in ancient Rome, it was actually common for the Romans to make fun of their own gods, but to worship and respect um, Horus and Isis, which, by the way, Madonna and Jesus but we'll get to that because um, the worship of Black Isis and Horus uh, existed as far north as Britain, but eventually this evolved into the worship of the Black Madonna and the Black Christ. Christian whites also bowed down to them. Negroes, as was said, were deified in early Greece. They appeared as gods in Greek mythology. The chief title of Zeus, the greatest of the Greek gods, was Ethiopes, which means... He said, listen to this, y'all. Listen to this. I just caught this, y'all. I'm going to be checking this out, y'all. We're going to analyze this. We're going to analyze this. Woo! Hold up, y'all. I want y'all to check this out, fam. Ham. Ham. I got the um, Zondervan, Zondervan Bible Dictionary, y'all. Check this out. Zondervan Bible Dictionary. Ham. The youngest son of Noah. Born probably about 96 years before the flood. And one of the eight persons to live through the flood. He became the progenitor of the black race. Not the, uh, he said, the dark race. He he was the progenitor of the dark race. Not the blacks. But he said, not the black. Who they consider black? Us. Why you say that, Faith? How you know? He said, just in the, check this out then. He said, let me read it again. He said, not the black, but you know who they call black now. The people in America, they preferred it as blacks, right? So now I'm going to read this again because I know some of y'all going to get light-minded. 
when I went through here. That's why I wanted to stop and analyze that. They call us black in America. So my thing is, we're not Hamites. Okay, so let me go over here again for y'all special ones. Ham, the youngest son of Noah, born probably about 96 years before the flood and one of the eight persons to live through the flood. He became the progenitor of the dark race, not the black, but the Egyptians, Ethiopians, Libyans, and the Canaanites. So those are the people that came from Ham, y'all. Right? So now, on my birth certificate now, it said Negroid, right? So now I'm going to analyze this right here because we already know, you know, we're not the same people as other black people in Africa. Because we're not Hamite. We, we, we didn't come from Ham. We came from Shem. Right? So she said something. She said something on here about the Negroid. Right? When she said something about the Negroid, that means... You know, the Negroes or, or the people, God-chosen people. Those special, those special people. So let's listen to her, what she said when she's talking about, when she, they speaking, because you already know they be speaking in code. They're not going to tell us who we are or what, uh, oh, this and that and that. They always try to speak in code and write in code and interpret the things in code. Because when she said Negro, and when she said what she said, and she said Negro, I knew she was speaking about our nation. So let me bump it up a little bit. Negroes, as was said, were deified in early Greece. They appeared as gods in Greek mythology. Whites also bowed down to them. Negroes, as was said, were deified in early Greece. They appeared as gods in Greek mythology. The chief title of Zeus, the greatest of the Greek gods, was Ethiopes, which means black. The earliest of gods and messiahs on all continents were black. We have found the black complexion or something relating to it whenever we have approached the origin of nations. The alma mater, the goddess, the founder of the oracles, the Memnon, or the first idols, always black. The pyramids, by the way. The faces on the pyramids, they chipped the noses away so it would be less apparent. They were black too. Thus, the oracles at Dodona and the Apollo at Delphi were founded by the black doves. Oresis and his bull were black. All the goddesses gods and goddesses of Greece were black, at least it was in the case with Jupiter, Bacchus, Hercules, Apollo, Amon, the goddesses Venus, Isis, Hecate, Juno, Metis, Circe, Sibyl were black. And the first gods in antiquity were black. Zeus, Apollo, Osiris, Isis, Buddha, Horus, they just keep going. In the Bible, the ancient days, God was described as having hair like the pure wool. The earliest deities were woolly-haired Negroes. Their peppercorn hair was a sign of divinity. Did you know that the Pope's private chapel has a black Jesus in it? Fly me to the moon And let me fly among the stars Let me see what spring is like 
In early Christian art, Jesus is almost invariably represented as black-skinned. The Hebrews were dark-skinned people. His feet were like burnt brass, Revelation. His hair was like wool, Revelation. My skin is black, Job. Our skins were black. They are black, Jeremiah. Look not upon me because I am black, Solomon. Joseph, the Jewish historian, wrote that Christ was a man of simple appearance, mature age, dark skin with little hair. And the earliest statues of the Virgin Mary, they're also black. Everything was stolen from me. Do you know that white people... See? Told y'all, man. Told you. The Bible says the earth is given to the hands of the wicked. They covered the judges thereof. So we already found out and she already told you who, what they are and what color they are. And this is a Caucasian woman saying this. So you want, oh, Faye, you racist. Oh, 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 Faye, you, you, you did. So the earth is given to the hands of the wicked. So let's analyze. Do you know why they won't teach us the history of Egypt? After you have shackled and enslaved a people, branded, castrated, lynched, burned, and tortured them, you called them three-fifths of a man, subspecies, an ape, a monkey, and a general inferior creation, how can we then admit that they are our teachers and the ones who gave us civilization? How can we admit that we descended from Greece and from Rome and that Greece and Rome stole everything, everything they knew from Egypt? How to admit that? There's no room in a white supremacist psyche for black contributions to civilization or world progress. This reaches too far into the consciousness of the so-called objective white scholars of academia and their black-skinned counterparts. This is like asking a Nazi to accept the Jewish origins of Nazism and of Hitler, if that were the case. They couldn't accept it if it were true any more than the white supremacists can accept the African origins of civilization, the African origins of Christianity, the African origins of science, the African origins of everything. Philosophy originated in Egypt. Math originated in Egypt. Theology originated in Egypt. Philosophy originated in Egypt. Letters originated in Egypt. Everything started there. They were as ancient to the Romans as the Romans now are to us. And that's what we don't really understand because we live now. We don't really understand that the pyramids are 5,000 years old and that the Romans only date back two and a half thousand years. Like really think about that. Because that's the world we live in, a world of lies. I'm reading from J. California Cooper's book, The Wake of the Wind. I am Africa. I am a place, I am a state of mind. Hundreds of years ago, my children lived free. We had our skirmishes within my shores, even small wars that did not disturb my great and sprawling land. We were not perfect, but we never lift our shores to seek to destroy or rob any other culture or people, to steal the fruit of their land or mines and leave the land and people ravaged. Nor did we seek to steal any people's love of themselves, nor tell other people they were ignorant savages and inferior while we were superior, as the white ones said to us. They lied so much and long they began to believe it themselves. They cried God with their mouths while holding a knife in one hand and a gun in the other, slicing and firing at vibrant life. They also brought with them other diseases, including endless greed, envy, and hate. Our nations changed. 
they killed for land, women, or gold, spreading their savageness to all others. And now they have influenced others. Anathema. Enough. Enough. How do we repay our debt to black people? I really want white people to think about in 640 conquered Egypt there wasn't a real big battle because the Romans were ruling with such tyranny that the people thought Islam was like a savior and Islam kind of gave them an ultimatum you either become Muslims or you join Amin Ra today so a lot of people joined Amin Ra and died right there on the spot and then other people were converted. And that's the beginning of the Moors. The Moors were the converted Africans from the Hopi Valley now, who now became Muslims. And they were warriors. So you now you have the Kushite, you know, all of these Kushite, these warriors, he now converted to Islam. And they become the army of the Islamic, the, the wing of the Islamic. And they sweep all across North Africa. So by 711, all of North Africa is converted to Islam. Not by Arabs, but by these African converts, the Moors. And, and now that I have to say this, I know we don't like to talk about it, but Mali, Ghana, and Sungai all fell because of African converts converted to Islam, sacked and destroyed their own culture and their own parents. So from the inside out. So I just need you to understand. No all Arab army came in and did anything. No European army came in. These were all Africans who were converted who came in. Even when the Europeans under the French and stuff, they just converted Africans and made them their army. I know people are wearing the fences and they think they all proud about that. That's the Turks. That's the Ottomans. That's the people who were their enslavers who converted them. They think that was the knowledge. No, the knowledge didn't happen until 640 when they sacked the libraries and conquered Kemet and they took all that information and converted to Arabic. Started in 640, okay, 640 is when they sacked it. So by 711, they had converted all of that stuff now. They had, and let me say this here, when the Africans moved into like Timbuktu and all of that, that writing there was the demonic writing. Arabic, the Arabs took the cursiform, the demonic writing of Kemet and adopted it as their writing system. So they wrote Arabic, just like I speak Swahili, but we don't have a Swahili script right now. We write Swahili with the English, you know, Greco-Roman scripts, right? So they start writing their Arabic language in the Madu, with the Madu Netcher, the dramatic. So when the Africans saw this writing of the, you know, the early Quran, they thought it was a continuation of ancient Kemet. But, and then after they realized it wasn't, it was already too late. <laughs> so I, I just need you to say that converts. So the Arabs used the, the cursive writing. There is no Arabic writing form outside of ancient Kemet. They didn't have a writing system. The Prophet Muhammad did not write or read. And those early didn't write or read. Balao came from Ethiopia. And he was the knowledge. In fact, the book will even tell you, if you really want to know Islam, you have to know Balao. The first convert of Islam, the black man. See, but the Arabs took over that religion after the Prophet Muhammad died. 
and, and fought and broken up into, you know, the, the factions that you have. So you have the Shiites, you have different factions of Islam. Okay. But I'm trying to tell you, they took the, their key to knowledge, like this, this expression of algebra. That word didn't exist before 640. They took what we were doing and they named it. They didn't have this knowledge before that. So if I go to 500 BC, I'm just going back, go back one more, just 100 years. If I go to 500, they were just desert dwellers. With, you know, with little fetishes and stuff like that, but no nation, no system, no nothing like that. And then all of a sudden now, you know, you get the conversion. So Kemet becomes their treasure. Their treasure. When they sacked in 640, they just adopted the writing system that the ancient Kemetu. to And like I say, this fooled a lot of the scholars because they thought it was just a continuation of ancient Kemet, not knowing it was a, a total different thing. Get out, exposing the sample, call him Kunye West, America gonna be destroyed, no doomsday threats, it's gonna get hit with ballistic missiles from Gog and Magog, you shouldn't have had liposuction, should have jogged the weight off, we the resistance, hear the bravery in my voice, you lied to us when you said slavery was a choice. Nigga must have smoked up a whole quarter piece. 1441, we was kidnapped by the Portuguese. When I hear the words, make America great again. All it means is make blacks and Latino slaves again. You said Bush don't care about black people. When it comes to cooning, you're a Barkley and Shaq's equal. You was the realest spitter ripping the beat up. Now you in a sunken place, boom, clicking the teacup. Yeah, learning you're a slave. Mom turning in her grave. Lyrical sermon on the page, just burning off the America was great when they stole the land from the natives it was great when they brought blacks over on slave ships it was great when they prospered our free labor it was great when burning our bodies was sweet savor it was great when they could rape our women at will it was great when they did our children like Emmett Till it was great when firemen sprayed us with hoses it was great when they killed all our modern day Moses could you cherish a place where we perished in hate then wear a hat that says you want to make America great your character's fake saying Trump represents freedom he's eat him he told cops when you stop blacks mistreat them everything changed when you got with that ratchet thought your mom's casket drop evil cerebral and rapid thoughts the aftershock you started tweaking off acid drops high as an astronaut i bet this shit happened to travis scott watch the throne you really sold yourself a dream it seems the people highest up got the lowest self-esteem you made back on the road to hell you should be wearing that hat that said you sold for sale Look at all this backlash hate. First you backstab hoes, then you backstab Drake. MK Ultra I stuck in your mouth wide. This ain't the same kumbaya from the south side. America was great when cotton picking with bloody fingers. It was great when we called Mexicans beaners. It was great when we didn't have a voice to speak. It was great when they fed us scraps, no choice to eat. It was great when they fed our babies to gators. It was great when they beat us before the taser. It was great in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. It was great when the media didn't cover our stories. Yeah, Deacon, AKA Five Lord, Sakari. All oh, praise Yahweh, Shimei, Hey, Kanye, man. 
Get out. You out of pocket, homie. All the Jews, all the gems, all the jewels and gems you gave us about our history, all the social injustice that you spoke out about. And now this, this ain't the land of our rest. All right? We under curses, we Israelites. They're not for us, man.